Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This week, we are talking about uh, a new Star Wars game has been announced by Respawn. By Respawn? But wait, Chris, didn't they already announce that they had had, like, a, another Star Wars game? <laughs> yeah, I think they are they are producing uh, uh, or developing three uh, Star Wars games. That's, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but first, John, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I have been up to a couple of things, a couple of exciting things. First thing I want to address, Mandalorian, episode four, good again. Um, in, enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's not, the, not, the, not the high highs. In fact, so Chris, episode five, uh, I've watched that one as well. The episode five is a masterpiece. So... Yeah. So so here's the thing. Um I I caught up to uh where we were to through episode 4 over oh. the weekend. Okay. And okay, okay. I did not have any I didn't have really any problem like I have a problem with um I mean spoilers I guess for the uh <laughs> for the book of Boba Fett. So yeah, maybe yeah. just skip through this. But um I have a problem with uh the multiple two timelines mm, it's okay. it's real real pointless and dumb um you don't need those two timelines necessarily uh I, I get what they they wanted to pick it up right after mandalorian season two but also jump back until the basically what happened since the sarlacc pit which is great sure sure i just yeah. was like even early on though i was way more invested in the sarlacc pit story than i was the rest of it and then it just got real confusing there in uh episode toward the end like well not the end but like the end of the flashbacks um at least what i think will be the end of the flashbacks because he's not in the back to tank anymore in episode four um when and you're like okay is this when is this and like they still haven't like filled in the blanks between uh when he um rescued um i can't remember mm. her name what is her name uh, Finnick, uh, Finnick. Yeah, yeah. The, when he rescued Finnick, and they show up in the Mandalorian, they still haven't filled in that blank. At least as of Episode Four, which to me is like that's that was the whole point of this. Yeah, so. to, that that was the that was the piece of it there, and that so like obviously, like the questions about the backstory. Like I, I I dig I dig a lot of what's going on in in both of these these things. Um, like there are some episodes where I'm like, oh man, the backstory stuff was really cool. Other times, other episodes where I'm like, ah, that, you know, the backstory stuff is not as as entertaining as the main storyline. But like, it kind of has that trade off thing, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I'm there with you. Where like there are certain elements of it where. Like I get answers. It's it's the whole like I get answers to questions that like I didn't necessarily need answers to, you know. It's that whole vibe. Um, like to me sometimes. I mean, maybe. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I don't know if I like at this point he's back and like okay, well now I do need answers because it's different from like Han Solo where like I didn't need to know, you know, how he, uh, what the dice meant or like what the Kessel Run actually looked like. Like because I just understand it. Because I understood that that happened, and you just take yeah. it, take it for you know that okay that happened. We right. didn't even really know what happened, so either he just needs sure. to explain it, you know, or or we see it. it doesn't really matter. I don't care. Like um, 
I thought there was some cool stuff in there, and like, yeah, it, uh, especially with uh, like the I loved all the Sand People stuff yeah, and just the, the exploration Raiders, of their cultures. Yeah, the, uh, and then um, man, episode kinda, like, two, like episode two, had some really cool stuff with all that, which is which yeah, is you, fun. You get a cool like cool kind of like different look at Tatooine um, just from the uh, like when, you know when they're describing like okay this whole this, all this was uh, covered by water and like ta- like you just feel like you're more like on the ground like you're like living on Tatooine than any other um, any other show or movie has really made me feel sure yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know you see this new monster and then you're dealing with these like different tribes and these raiders and motorcycle gangs. Now the, the only piece that I like was like, okay, this is just like completely bonkers and stupid is the like power ranger colored, uh, Vespas Hmm. that the, like, uh, I think he called them the mods, um, are, are driving around. Ah, like, Like we haven't seen this, this kind of like brightly colored space gear, since episode one on Naboo, you sure, know, sure. Um, and it feels completely out of place in some place like Tatooine. It just feels like the 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 hard nature of Tatooine would have, you know, completely uh, worn that kind of like flashy, like spotless look off of something like that. Possibly, um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. That that aesthetic is a little like it's it's interesting, and it's like it's like I want to know like it, they didn't do enough to establish like how did that get here like where you know where oh, and why what's well, the vibe? I just don't you know, like, yeah. yeah, why why is this why is this the only thing that doesn't fit? Right, I don't, you know, it's just I don't know, kind of dumb and stupid. But yeah, it, honestly, like if I'm being honest, and I don't know that this is the case, but it feels like this is hey, this is our uh, we're gonna sell some toys that look like this. Uh, so we need to put these in the show. That's probably not how it happened, but that's how it feels like when I watch it. I'm like, ah, that's going to be some figures or something. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, it's just that the end of that episode, the action, like I, that was the one where I was just like, oh man, I, I didn't, yeah. Like, like the- you were talking about like this weird, like, you know, like people were rest. I didn't really, uh, you're talking about with a Wookiee. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I don't, I, see, I wasn't Which is like a great character. I really love that. Oh character. yeah. Well, and okay. And possible spoilers. I don't know. Um, but there are rumors that he's going to show up in, um, the Obi-Wan series. Oh, dude. I mean, and like, so in the comics, like that's a character also from the comics, like they introduced, uh, uh, around, Yes, um, I forgot about that. And like, had it like dueled it out with other bounty hunters and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about him being a, a, a gladiator or whatever. Like that's a whole thing with the comic books and stuff. And so like the fact that they're pulling comic book characters into the live action stuff is super cool to me. I love that yeah. idea, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. I forgot um, that he was he was in like that Darth Vader series, I think, right? Or the, yes. it was the... Uh, Yes, because Darth Vader like, sends him off to do like to do something for about you know do some bounties or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes me. I'm mean, I'm curious like why he's just hanging out on Tatooine. Other than like that's the other thing about I mean, Tatooine he was that like by uh by the the people. The huts. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Well, that, no, and I guess I mean that's that's the other thing about Tatooine that um I think this show really makes does a good job of showcasing is like this is really kind of the criminal hub of the outer rim yep. you know like and this is like where everyone's coming to do their dirty business yeah, yeah um yeah. even and, the uh you know even the pikes like with their, the spice yes. and stuff you know yes and, and and i don't think we really ever like understood you know what makes this silly sandy planet such a 
hot spot and why do we keep going back here and that that's a large reason that makes a lot of sense like why mm-hmm yeah, 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 like the, the it's like the center of a, of a lot of uh, underworld criminal enterprises, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And especially like with the, you know, with the like the 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 local government, the mayor and stuff like that on the on the take, or yeah. you know, whatever. However, you want to want to frame that. I th- I think the like the weird thing in terms of like this just turned into a just a, a basic review of the first half of the <laughs> yeah, of, the first of, half of it. Whenever, whenever it all comes out, we'll have to review it then. Like, yeah. Totally. But, but yeah. Uh, like, I think the only, like the weird thing about like, I'm like, okay, all these other houses have all these people like working for them and people defending it. And like, and Boba Fett is just Boba Fett. Like when he leaves the, like his castle, whatever you call it, <laughs> there's no one there. Yeah. Like what's yeah. stopping someone from just waltzing right in and taking it from him. Like yeah, it's I think I think it's funny. Like I actually really like that. I I like that. Like he basically I think like it's so dumb. He, he basically like takes out the entire crew, the previous crew, right? That's there. Yeah, and then literally is just like in a big empty castle. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that okay. So so that's the that's the thing. But then he goes around and he's collecting, um, you know, basically protection payments from people in town but like well, how like, is he protecting so, them but he's how, he can't protect them that. like he's expecting them to and I, I love that i love that vibe too that basically him and finnick are in this in this big empty castle and they're expecting people to just like pay them or whatever yeah and then like at, obviously like after episode one they're like oh this isn't gonna work out you know this is <laughs> this isn't working well, the, like, and so a, then they go to town and then you know and then obviously like it's just not, not all working out for them right now <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you know, like the bar that they keep going back to, like the cantina, yeah. like they keep going back there and um, and expecting, you know, like, okay, we're, I mean, he didn't, he walked in, didn't even stop like this patron's arm from getting ripped off by the Wookiee dude. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is dumb. Um, Trandoshans will grow it back, FYI, just, just I, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, and I thought it was, um, it was. Yeah, it's just funny. I don't know. Like, I I'll see how it keeps how it proceeds. You know, uh, yeah. but like that being said, like I've loved all of it. I didn't even, I didn't not like it. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was just like some silly, corny, cheesy, stupid things. That I'm like, okay, this is you could have written this a little bit better. Yeah, we could we could have fleshed this out a little. But yeah, the oh uh, the, oh sorry, best part, dudes, hands down, so far of the entire series is the rat catcher droid. <laughs> like when he he walks in to that kitchen and yeah. just like looks around he's like what the and gets <laughs> chased around the I kitchen. I love that little droid. That little oh droid is is uh, that type of droid is from Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but it's amazing. So it's like okay, he just, every time there's a rat, you have this droid that comes in with this net. It's yep. amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love. I just. I also just love the reaction of just like what. You know, and then they yeah. like finally, like whenever he finally like he like realizes he says, he says, ah, you know, my my name is Boba Fett, and he just he like yeah. t- turns himself <laughs> off. He's just like, nope, yeah. I'm out, yep. I'm out. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, and that's the thing. I I really love I love love a lot of what's going on with the show. It's 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 really good. It's just like the end of episode three. For some reason, that action like re- I haven't watched it again. I should watch it again. But yeah, I just th- I just didn't get that vibe. 
but I and I was looking for it. Man, the speeder chase was just like I speeder was, chase was terrible. I was cringing the so slow hard. Speed, the speeder chase, the slow, slow speed, low oh, frame rate speeder chase. And then all of a sudden they speed it up at the end, and it looks like Spy Kids. And I said out loud, "That looks like Spy Kids." And then I find out it's the same director as Spy Kids, and I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> what are we doing?" <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. That type uh, of that type of uh, that type of a staging looked like Spy Kids, like that whole speeder I, chase thing. I was surprised to learn though that it's only it's only seven episodes. Yeah, it's seven episodes, man. And I thought it was six. And so, like, oh, I went into episode oh. five, being like, "This is the penultimate episode." And I'm I like, thought it was like probably going to be eight or ten. So yeah. Anyway, that's I. It was very strange. Like I, uh, I went into episode five thinking like, oh man, like this is like this, like we, you know, this is still gonna be the the build up to the end or whatever. Um, but no, so <laughs> we got two more. So I'm like, all right, sweet. Um, so yeah, after it all airs, we'll do a, a former formal review. We've just done kind of a uh, mini hot take review on the uh, first half just now. That was uh, unexpected. Didn't yeah, expect yeah, to do yeah. that, but. But I mean, it's good. Yeah. I, I appreciate the, that we've both watched it and like, you know, I haven't talked to you about yeah. it yet. So I want to talk yeah, to you about true. it. You know, I really true. also really want to talk to you about episode five because episode five is like, like mm. I said, master, masterpiece, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, so I'm afraid I'm going to hit spoilers, but I mean, I this is the thing. I really enjoyed being able to like oh, binge dude. through four episodes. So I'm probably going to wait until they're all out mm. and just watch the last half all at once. Gotcha. I, I, I've tended to enjoy that more with the Disney Plus uh, shows than I do when I just watch them a week at a time. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's some things like I'm like that too, where I'm like, okay, let me just wait till the whole thing's out and hit it, hit it, you know, right in a row. Um, and then, you know, at that point, I wouldn't have left myself on a on a with a bad taste in my mouth after the app, the end of episode three or whatever, and I would just dove right into episode four and been like, this is great <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, dude, I, uh, I'm enjoying it, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to chat with the end, but yeah, the, the, the fifth episode, dude, I'm, I'm worried you're going to get spoiled too. So just mm. it's, it could happen. Um, but Chris, what have you been up to this week? Oh uh, the, yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I honestly just, just, uh, just that, the uh, Mandalorian, that and watching lots of football, um, over the past weekends, four of the best playoff football games I think I've ever uh, watched. Um, everything came down to uh, either a field goal or went into overtime. Um, and uh, that's what you want to see, you know, like I, I over the past few years, we've had a few like it's like super blowout uh, playoff series uh, games. I mean, and then uh, Super Bowls. But uh, everything was super close, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. The Rams are still in it, which is who I'm rooting for, and they play this Sunday, and we'll see how they do. It's the Rams, 49ers, Chiefs. Uh, wait, who are the Chiefs? Chiefs. Um, uh, hang on, what am I? Why am I blanking? I knew they're playing. Good grief! What Bengals. If? Good oh, grief! Yeah, yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals. Which they looked like, great. Oh, they all looked great. Who, who am I kidding? They all looked great. The uh, the only other thing that I've been up to this week, Chris, um, that you know, aside from you know, we'll talk about with with pick of the week in a second. I played through some Wind Jammers, which mm. is a game. It's on Game Pass, but it's Wind Jammers Two is the uh, is the game. Play through the arcade mode of that that thing, and it is very fun. I think if if anybody likes like arcadey type of games, um, it's essentially like a. Uh, 
I've heard it described as like a, a mashup between like Pong and uh, a fighting game, like a Street Fighter or something like that, where like basically you're throwing a frisbee back and forth from one one side of the arena to the other, and the way that you score is either you make it into the net on the other side, so get it past the other person, or uh, it lands on the ground and like you know whoever doesn't catch it. Um, and so, like, you can, you know, do things like uh, slap it back so it's like a quick return, or you can lob it if somebody's, like, back in the back of their net and they you come forward or whatever. So there's, like, a lot of, you know, tennis type of stuff with it, too. Um, but it's super cool, dude. It's uh, You can charge up shots and then, uh, you know, and, and fire it and stuff like that. There's special moves each character has. Um, but it's super fun. Uh, you know, I, if, if, if anybody has Game Pass and is interested in a, like, arcade type of a game, I, I, I beat it, I think, three or four times this week um, with different characters. There's a different, like, true to, like, you know, remember, like, Power Stone or whatever. At the end of, like, the, the mode where you, like, you go through and beat all the fighters, there's, like, a cutscene at the end, like, where it's just, like, absurd kind of, like, storytelling with whatever character. Um, this is, like, that. Like, where you get, like, oh, here's a cool, like, comic book, you know, minute and a half worth of a, of a comic book cutscene at the end, um, giving you, like, you know, some context for the character or whatever. And some of them are just, like, completely goofy. Some of them are really cool. Um... But yeah, it's a, it's it's a fun game, dude. If if anybody's interested, Windjammers too. Nice. Speaking of con- uh, like games that are kind of like that, I mean, although not really. I don't know. I forgot. I uh, have started picking up for the first time in like four years, three or four years. Um, Rocket League again, dude. Uh, Rocket League. Play- yeah, I started playing Rocket League uh, with uh, one of my friends from work for uh, a few few nights this past week. So um, it's still super super fun. I'm still no good at any of the flying stuff. <laughs> But as long as as long as there aren't any like pros trolling the mm. casual lobbies, mm. I can usually hold my own. Yeah, I mean, so I have found with Rocket League in particular, and then also with Apex and things like that, like much later on or or whatever, I have actually found that playing ranked matches is really helpful <laughs> because mm. it basically oh, put, it, it puts you with people that are like y- you yeah you never encounter somebody that is like maybe you randomly you'll encounter somebody that like has never played before or, like has played like it hasn't played in a really long time and then they're climbing back up the ranks but like that's so very how, rare so. how do you get around so like this is the, the problem my friend is super high ranked and oh. um that's the thing like so if we mm. play together or like we're we're getting ranked against like people on his level. Yeah, that's what it would be. So like that may not be the best solution. Um, yeah, but yeah, hmm. that is that is always is it, a bummer. Does your rank ever reset? Uh, your rank resets every season. So maybe at the beginning of the season. Yeah, you could climb then, the ranks like, with. But them. then he's he's this is the problem. He, I guess as a team it would rank you maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it, like it, like it, it, basically you, each person will play like oh you play 10, 10 matches or five mm-hmm. matches or whatever and it'll it'll rank you based on your performance of those. Like if you win the majority of them, you'll get a higher rank or like you know whatever. But then you just start climbing. Um, the interesting thing about the like being able to like play with somebody is like you can have like a really strong ground game and then they can like take all the aerial shots or like whatever. Um, and so like and that kind of actually works pretty well with like duos or whatever um if like one person pretty much stays on the ground the whole time and the other person is the one that flies through the air nice uh yeah so that's that's what i've been up to what's their battle pass this uh this season have you looked at it at all 
uh, yeah, so I was I was looking at that. I actually had a bunch of uh, like rocket bucks or whatever you call them sitting around. So I don't know <laughs> what you call bucks. them. I like uh, it. <laughs> so I bought it because um, I had the money, uh, like digital currency or whatever. I don't yeah, know how yeah. I got it. I think they it. gave a bunch of uh, free currency out at some point because nah. I also, last time I logged in, had a bunch of currency. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it, it's like space themed and like it's great. It's good. It's, it's cool. The stuff I really, really want is at the very, very end. And I'm course, like, well, that's, I'm never gonna, I don't think I'm going to make it up there. <laughs> I'm not playing that much. And it, it takes so much to move up. It's not like call of duty where like right. you play for like, I don't know, an hour and a half and you move up two levels. Like, right. I played for like an hour and a half, moved up half a level. I'm surprised how unforgiving it is because, because like last time whenever I played it or whatever, I uh, you know I, I I ranked up a few times, but it's it like currently they're owned by uh, the Fortnite folks, and so like Fortnite is easy Epic? to level up. Yeah, like Epic bought them uh, at some point. When did this happen? I was a, it was a while ago, but Epic bought uh, the Rocket League developer and because like they're used the you know the engine or whatever, and. It's so I don't know. It's it's just odd <laughs> that it's that it's that mm. hard to level up because Fortnite is is very forgiving. Like it's like you get on, you play a few matches, and like you're done. You know, <laughs> it's it's I don't know. It's uh it's it's odd that it takes so much to level up in Rocket League. Yeah, yeah. But Chris, we're gonna talk mm. more about some Star Warsy things later. But first, the pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> All right, John, what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week this week is another game that is on Xbox Game Pass. Um, it's on everything, but like it's, yeah, I played it because of Game Pass because I would never have bought this game. I would never have been like, oh, yeah, I want to buy that game otherwise if it hadn't been on Game Pass, which is the beauty of that whole thing of Game Pass because it came out and uh, you know Cody Moffat, who's been on the podcast before, um, said he's been playing this game, and uh, and so I was like, okay, well, cool, let me try it out. And it is called Nobody Saves the World, um, and it's by Drinkbox Studios, so of Guacamole fame, or Shank is the other is another game that they did. Um, but this is a top down action rpg where you inhabit the character of nobody who's lost their memory has amnesia and basically finds a, a a magic wand and can transform into different forms and the whole game is all about combining the abilities of like a rat and a horse and a wizard and uh <laughs> you know, all these different characters to take out uh, a bunch of enemies um, that are, are overrunning. It's the calamity is what their people in the world are calling it. And to, to basically save the world. Um, I have not saved the world yet. I feel like I, I uh, will though. This is a game where I've been, I've, I played it like one day and I was like, I was like, Oh, let's try this for 30 minutes. And then I was just like playing it for like an hour and a half. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is really fun. So the, the hook for me was to do the challenges and upgrade your characters really good. Like, cause like if you, uh, basically if you're the horse, you start off with one attack and your rank, you know, F or whatever. And, uh, and then you get like this kickback attack. And so if you, if you take out enough enemies with that one attack, it'll unlock 
the next tier up of, of tier D, and then you'll uh, be able to unlock another ability. And it kind of all stacks and, and builds that way with all of these different forms um, that you can take. And as you unlock the horse, if you get to tier B, it'll then unlock the magician, and it'll unlock this other character. You know, it's it's a big uh, big unlock tree. So it's it's hitting all pushing all the buttons, Chris. It's it's nice. pushing all the buttons of the uh, checking off lists. Let let's do a bunch of cool tasks. Um, go to a bunch of dungeons and uh, do a bunch of quests for other characters. So it's it, it's it's definitely uh, got its hooks into me. Cool, that's awesome. But that's my I'll pick. Check of the that week. out. What is your pick of the week, Chris? All right, so my pick of the week is a movie that's coming out next week that I honestly didn't even know was coming out until today when someone texted me about it. Um, but uh, it's called Moonfall. It's from Roland Emmerich. It's a disaster movie, but it looks like it's like his take on like a comedy disaster movie. I mean, he's done um, all the great, all the great disaster movies, all the greats. Uh, <laughs> he did <laughs> Day After Tomorrow, Independence Day. Um, uh, I can't even think about the, what all the other ones are. Hang on. I'm going to pull up his – you'll be impressed. Everyone will be impressed if you don't know who he is by his um, catalog of movies. The funny thing is I, I I always just assume if it's a disaster movie, it's it, like he's he's involved somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So wait, wait, wait. Hang on. I want to look at his role it's as like, director, is there a disaster? producer. Yeah, he, he's probably there. You know, he's he's there in the background. All right, director. Let's go back. Let's go back to um, probably his first biggest hit. Okay, well he okay. Back to uh, a simpler right time. Before, yeah, star. He did Stargate, not a disaster movie, but he did the original <laughs> Stargate movie. Uh, then Independence Day, uh, Godzilla, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, he directed The Patriot, oddly enough. Uh, Day after tomorrow. Then he did uh, ten two. Two of the movies that are not my favorites of his, 10,000 B.C. and 2012. Um, not really my favorite. Uh, then he did uh, White House Down, which is great. Um, I didn't see Stonewall. I don't even know what that is. Independence Day Resurgence, eh, it's, it's whatever, but it was worth doing. And then uh, he directed Midway, which was good, and now he's doing this. He's got seven upcoming projects, John. Moonfall, Lord, Singularity, Emergence, New Angeles, Dark Matter, another Stargate. Sounds like he's got a lot more disaster movies in in the hopper, but I'm bumped about it. So this one is one like as as I, like we were revisiting the trailer um, to like talk about. I actually remember seeing this trailer a long time ago. I want to mm. say I saw it in in like theaters, which would have been like two years ago, you know. Um, but it makes sense, you know. If it makes sense, it's finally coming out, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks good though. It looks really funny. Like, uh, and that's the thing that I don't you, know if we you, saw. If, uh, I don't know if you've uh, because it looks like it was announced in 2019, but they didn't start shooting until um, uh, October 2020. Okay, so. okay. So, so I must not. It must have just been like, oh, here's like a trailer before you know a video or something like that that I've watched. So not in yeah, theaters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. Like it's it looks really funny. Like I uh, I I love the use of music in the trailer as well, which I hope uh, translates over to the movie. <laughs> it's great. Oh, this is interesting. I'm I'm on Wikipedia right now. It says uh, it was um, shot in Montreal with a 140 million dollar budget making it one of the most expensive independently produced films of all time. 
Wow. So that's that's interesting. Here's the here's the actors in it. Um, Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, John Battery, Michael Pena, Charlie Plummer, Kelly Yu, and Donald Sutherland. Anyway, if you like disaster movies like I do, this is going to be a treat, I think. The, the, the premise is uh, that the moon is crashing to the earth. Oh, yeah, premise. Moon, I mean, it follows the name. Moon. The moon's falling out of the sky, crashing yeah. into the earth. Uh, chaos ensues. Yeah, which uh, which is the opposite of what the moon is. The moon is gradually moving away from the earth. But you Oh, know. you mean in real life? Yeah. In real life, yeah. 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 By a few feet oh, yeah, every there's, year. There's some kind of um, SpacePx Falcon 9 rocket about to slam into the moon That's at right. about 5,000 miles per hour here in the in the near future, but it's not supposed to do any damage. It's not supposed to push it near us or anything. I mean, the moon is a very, very big thing, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's... it's it would take take a lot. It would take a lot to push that thing, you know, out of. But out if it of, did, uh, out of orbit. But it if it did, this movie, Chris. <laughs> yeah, this movie will tell us exactly what would happen. And tell us, yeah, tell us, you know, it'll show everybody what will what will happen. You know. Yep. That's uh, so. My pick of the week is Moonfall. Your pick of the week is Nobody Saves the World. <laughs> All right, John. So, uh, respawn. The developer behind Titanfall, Titanfall 2, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, the uh, already announced Jedi Fallen Order 2, and then a uh, announced but not named or detailed Star Wars movie, a second one, uh, or I guess it would be their third one, but a yeah, second one in development. Yeah, I guess it's their third Star Wars game, but not like it's their second one that's currently in development, active development. Yeah. Uh, it's it's also been announced that they um, are developing or not developing. You said I think producing, but not developing a uh, Star Wars strategy game. Yeah. So so the, it came across like the news was announced very strangely. Like, this is news that I would anticipate. Like oh here let's do like a uh, like a, a cool like logo. Show us like a logo and a title or like whatever. Right. Like that's how I would assume that something like this would get announced. Um, but. It's not announced that way. Star Wars blog uh, on StarWars.com has just this like really dry kind of long uh, blog post about it. And it's Electronic Arts and Lucasfilm Games announce new Star Wars titles in development from Respawn Entertainment. And it's like you know, like you said, the, they they talk about the the Jedi, the Jedi Fallen Order two basically, which they just call it Star Wars Jedi. That's the that's the series name to them, I guess. Um, and then. We have uh, so that that has been active development uh, with game director Stieg Asmussen, um, and then they have another okay, game. He, didn't he do? Uh, either did Titanfall or he did, uh, he did Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, he did the first Jedi Fallen Order, and the game before they did that that he did was a God of War game, and so like you know comes from that kind of third person hack and slash action uh, background, which is really cool. Um, so I'm excited for that one, obviously, because the first game was really good. Um, but then they talk about there's another team working on, they call it, uh, let me see where exactly that is. Okay, working on with Lucasfilm Games on a new first-person shooter in the Star Wars galaxy uh, is another team at Respawn headed by, let me see, Sean uh, Shoptow? Um, and so that person is like working on it. And this is the first time we've heard of it being a first person shooter. 
uh style star wars game so like that's new information um we knew that that one was in development but not like any specifics about it so chris a respawn yeah. star wars first person shooter gets me pretty excited uh yeah it wonder, makes me wonder what we're gonna be doing yeah it's like our is it is it gonna be i mean obviously a first person shooter kind of makes me think not jedi not a not a uh i mean it makes me wonder, yeah i mean it, i mean they didn't say i think if it was gonna be a battlefront game they would have said it and they probably wouldn't have um develop send it to well, maybe though maybe they would send it to respawn man that would like be if interesting they did a star wars battlefront 3 and try to get like kind of a uh uh Titanfall 2-esque style shooter out of it. Dude, that would be wild. That would make sense. It would it with, would be like the tight tight kind of shooting for like a multiplayer uh Star Wars shooter would feel so good that way. Because that was I mean, one I of the problems Battlefront that I had 2 was with, good, with, but it was whatever. With, yeah, Battlefront. It's it's just like it didn't feel as tight to me or as like quick and and fast as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Um but Chris, yeah, that's that's super exciting. And then the third game is the one that they're producing but not developing, um, and that one is a uh, a strategy game. So that one is let me let me I'm gonna hop over to the the respawn Twitter account. So it's like simultaneously whenever they they announce this on the on the blog, respawn put up a series of tweets. So respawn says, quote. With today's news between Lucasfilm Games and EA, we are thrilled to announce that Respawn Entertainment will be continuing its adventures in a galaxy far, far away. The Jedi Saga continues. Game director Steve Asmussen and uh, his talented team are back and hard at work on the next chapter in the Star Wars Jedi story. Uh, game director Peter Hirschman, there's the one, uh, and his team have begun production on an all-new first-person shooter. And we're partnering with the folks at Bitreactor, which is a developer, uh, to embark on the creation of a new Star Wars strategy game. As our portfolio grows, we're looking for talented people to help us build the craft and these unforgettable experiences. Uh, please visit the website for all current openings. So, like, they're st staffing up, basically. Uh, to all our <laughs> yeah. players, we can't wait for you to come along on these journeys with us. May the Force be with us all. So, yeah, dude, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a dry type of a, an announcement there, but, uh, but, but exciting. So, a Star Wars strategy game. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what that means necessarily. Are we talking like Halo Wars kind of yeah. style strategy or XCOM <laughs> or like, uh, you know, Mario versus Rabbids or Mario Party or mm. um, what is this? What is this thing? Yeah, yeah. Strategy game like it can encompass so many different types, like you, you know, God games or whatever, like a Sim City or something like that. Like is technically mm. like a strategy game. And what if so. it's Coruscant and you just you're building Coruscant? Dude, I would actually be into that. That'd be pretty. Yeah, cool. I like, kind of would too. Here, let me just like oh, let me go put yeah. uh, put down some residential area on 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 deck. You know, thirteen thirteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of thirteen thirteen, there was some uh, new footage that uh, released, I guess, this week or someone got a hold of. Uh, this week and posted to YouTube. You can search for it. Un unseen Bobo Fett gameplay. Looks pretty cool. I mean, we watched through it earlier. I think, uh, you, know, t you know, maybe go pause and take a look at it. But uh, this was the like the canceled Star Wars game. And honestly, John, you know, as much as we've be bemoaned and, uh, you know, like talked about this game. Yeah. Um, and, and I realize this is years later when <laughs> graphics are better now, but. I yeah. kind of might be able to can kind of see why this thing got canceled if this is what the demo 
like the proof of concept was. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and that's the thing. Like, it, there was there was like the 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 trailer that we saw, but then like this is the. This is the gameplay. Like it's Boba Fett walking through a bar or whatever, and it's just like, okay, this looks kind of cool. Like I like the idea of like walking through as as Boba Fett. But then, and there's a chase sequence, and the chase sequence seems really pretty generic. Uh, you know, yeah. like there's it's very tunneled. Um, there was a couple aspects of it that were kind of remind me of like the bare bones of like a uh, the opening sequence of Jedi Fallen Order. Um, but, yeah, like with the yeah. slide part, you know, you're jumping kind of mm-hmm. over these. Yeah, like uh, mm-hmm. there's there's that, and like it just like hardcore with like the grab onto a ledge and kind of climb around stuff. It hardcore <laughs> reminds me of Uncharted, yeah. and I'm like, okay, is that what I want in the Star Wars game? I don't mm-hmm. know that it is. Uh, I, especially with Boba Fett, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, and um, I, I, you know, I I know we're judging something that was like half, not even half done. I would say like, is this is just like a it's like Again, a proof of frames. concept. Yeah, but then I'm like, okay, is that really what I want to do as as Boba Fett? Run around Coruscant and chase people? Like, I mm. I don't know. I kind of want more of a, if I was going to, more of an open world kind of style yeah. game where you yeah. can kind of do, you know, whatever you want. Yeah, that's that's I mean that that's kind of like the what Jedi Fallen Order ended up being, and like that's one of the reasons why I really loved it. Is like, oh, okay, it's got the sandbox element to it, where it's like, okay, it is linear, it's pretty linear, but there is like this looping back on itself, and like, oh, I'm gonna go out there and get this other thing with this new ability, and like revisiting certain areas and stuff. Like, there's this kind of almost a, uh, you know, just the the open world aspect of it is like a uh, oh, well, once you land on the planet. That, that, you know, there's puzzles and things to do there, but like that whole area is kind of open to you. And, uh, and I liked that aspect of it. You know, that was, that was very fun. So, um, if this wasn't that, it was more of just a straight up tunneled thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of aware with you where it's like, okay, you know, there's probably, probably a reason it got canceled. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm sure there, there was. I mean, they, they were, although, I mean, they had all the, the behind the scenes drama with, hmm. um, what was her name? Amy. Well, that, that was that was like the game that was supposed to like replace this one. That was the second go around. Oh, that was at, was that after this footage was made? Yeah. So this is the game before that. Like this was thirteen thirteen, and then there was the Amy she... Hennig game, which was supposed to take the bones of the this game and like put it together with like you know in some other way. And that was the you know so like this this there's a lot of uh, a lot of baggage along with you know just EA and. I mean, this and is Star the thing Wars. though, like. I mean, Amy wrote Uncharted. Like that's why, like it. It really feels like they were going. They were hundred percent. Like I didn't. I forgot about that until we started talking about it just now. Yeah. But like, uh, that it really does. Now that I look at that footage, and then the fact that they pulled her onto this project, they were going straight Uncharted with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good call because like this, this does look like a very Uncharted sequence. And if it wasn't working with whatever they had, they're like, well, let's just get the Uncharted person you know let's get Lamy in here and uh you know and, and do this and then somehow that just ends up not coming together either which um you know whenever I've, we've talked about it before but like when her statements on the matter like basically come down to like she wasn't given free reign to do whatever she wanted with her to, to actually do it and so which is, if, which is uh also like a that's a lucasfilm thing yeah or it's and it's also like an ea thing you know ea it is is yeah. you know they basically once they ea gets it in their heads we want this type of a game it just unless you put out that type of game like that, they're just not okay with that. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, so if they had like that uncharted, uncharted, like we want it to be uncharted, but with Boba Fett or uncharted in star Wars. And then 
people just can you know tried to veer away from that and then they're just like well we're just shutting it down um it yeah. would make sense so yeah interesting dude it's just fascinating to see like a game in this type of a uh, development state um i always yeah. find it fascinating to see the kind of the, the early stages and concepts of games overall though like i mean if i was yeah i don't i i still you know feel that um there has been major mishandling of star wars and its properties since disney bought it um in turn like i think that there should be there should be way more star wars games that are out right now we should have seen um a lot more star wars movies that were like again like we've talked about how they don't all have to be like you know slam dunk hits mm. uh but like i mean i haven't like i don't have any of them that i hate other than uh uh the last jedi like that's the only one that i just like i'm like that is just not my thing but like the re- everything else i'm like okay yeah this is either really really good or and maybe they're just trying to hold that line man but like i i, I look at something like marvel mm-hmm. and you have you know like everything from like small little mobile st- uh games to like uh bigger uh games like the avengers and um you don't have to like have these huge hits all the time. You have the Spider-Man game over on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a lot of stuff going on with that with that franchise. So many movies over the past twenty years. Yeah, um, it's just not twenty years, ten years, about you know, the same amount of time. The, you know what the game like the the game side of it comes down to the exclusivity contract that to they a, made with to EA, EA. Yeah. and like just how big of a mistake that was like that was just yeah. such a an error because yeah like you look at how many Marvel games like they just licensed that out to to good developers it was like oh yeah, yeah you you want to make a, a cool Guardians of the Galaxy game sweet we're gonna give this to you we want to make a really cool uh, Avengers game let's do this but like with Star Wars it was like it had to be EA and EA really by the time they made that contract, like they didn't really do a ton of like you know a ton of variety. Like they have. No, I don't see how games. that contract was worth it. I don't know how much they paid for it. Oh, dude. Like, but like they it couldn't couldn't have been worth it. They released like three games. Yeah, three games. There's two Battlefronts and then Jedi Fallen Order, and it's like that's it, and a couple of mobile games. But uh, but like it's like and that's it. So yeah, like from as far as like prestige titles, like I'm I'm happy we're out of the exclusivity thing. Um, yeah. I'm also interested that like we're still throwing the Star Wars license at the one developer that basically had success with it over at EA, where it's like, okay, let's throw three games on yeah. the respawn that team. Seems insane. Which like is like, oh man, that seems like a lot of eggs in one basket, but also I guess I just RIP Titanfall, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I was going to say. They, okay, so I know they have multiple teams over there. They have a, yeah. a team, but like how many teams do they, how many games could they actually? develop like are they doing titanfall 3 so they the the, there was a uh there's the team that's on apex that's like constant you know that's like a that's like a a team that's doing that and they shift people in and out of it um you know quite a bit where it's like oh yeah you know i'm you know heading over to do this other game uh with respawn and you know that sort of thing so like they shift kind of that team around but like they've only really been a two-game studio in the past uh where it was like okay we're doing uh apex and jedi fallen order and we're doing you know titanfall 2 and we're doing uh you know whatever the next thing was and so like you had like basically the titanfall team which turned into the the apex legends team and then whatever the other thing was so 
it's uh to to now basically introduce a third a third game into that like a third team in there was like you have the apex team you have the jedi fallen order team and you have the first person shooter star wars team like that seems pretty like seems seems like we, yeah. you know you better be staffing up because like you know which is what the call out is uh at the end of their 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 tweets um but yeah like it just seems like man spreading people thin over there totally all right. Well, um, we'll see uh, see how quick we get this game and what it ends up looking like. And uh, I'm I'm hoping that um, we'll start to get some news as what as to what or and when what and when these games um, are and will release. I feel like Fallen Order. I feel like the Jedi Fallen Order sequel has got to be like within the next like I would say probably 2023. Like I would, I kind of put it in the, like that's my prediction for that game would be 2023 um, because we've had Jedi fallen order out. And then also then they just recently like updated it for the new consoles, which is like, well, how a lot of teams have talked about where it's like, Oh yeah, we get acquainted with the new hardware by like updating our old games. So I don't know. It seems like that it's about time for a, a, the, the next Jedi fallen order. Um, seems like it would make sense to have that pretty you know within the next year or two um but yeah dude i'm uh, i'm excited some star wars games dude yeah man all right that's it for this week uh you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on social at chris right 250 and john right 777 and at stay on target pod please go to your podcast service of choice review us tell your friends about us we really appreciate it that's it for this week we'll see you next time on stay, stay on, on target, target.